From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Marianne Baccalini, the president and CEO of Samaritan Healthcare. Marianne, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Abby. I appreciate the opportunity. Dive in. What drove you towards hospice and home care? And how do you define what that means to people who may misunderstand its intentions? Well, my personal experience really brought me to hospice and home care because uh, my mom died when I was a sophomore in high school. And at the time, there really uh, was not a service um, like hospice that could help. And so I really understood what it was like to have that need and um, and, and then, uh, you know, be able to fulfill it later on in, in life. Um, I think that the hospice benefit in particular is a benefit that people uh, are entitled to, and it is comprehensive and it is valuable because you get a team of people. Um, it's a huge help, and uh, so, but although the awareness and therefore the utilization has increased over the years, there's still uh, about 35% of the people who do come on our service pass away uh, within seven days. And the average is, is a little less than, than two months, and yet they're entitled to so much more. Also, the the main thing that we hear uh, if people do come on late is we really wish we would have called you sooner. So, uh, you know, I think what I'd like to emphasize is that, you know, if, if we are here and if anyone thinks that they might have a need, you don't really have to have it all packaged up with a bow on it. I mean, if, if you have questions, if you, uh, you're not sure, just call and we can help you because we do have, besides hospice, we have uh, our primary care physician practice, we have Palmed practice. So there are other ways that people that have complex illness can be served. What are some innovative technologies Samaritan is implementing to improve the ability to deliver care at home and further reduce costs? Well, first, I want to emphasize that we always put patients and their families first. So that means really understanding what are the needs um, and then what services are needed to then respond to them in a very um, appropriate and I would say quick way. Um, and that when you do that, when you understand what the needs are and you have quick response to that, then that leads to uh, better care, first of all, um, and a, a, a better patient experience for sure. And also then better cost efficiency because you're responsive, you're meeting the needs, you're not dragging something out, you're not making people wait and then they need more, um, you know, and, and, and there's more suffering involved. So it's really about the expertise, understanding what's needed, working with your patient and families as a partner, 
and and uh, responding, you know, in a very um, appropriate time frame. An aging baby boomer population, in combination with the pandemic, has placed a tremendous amount of stress upon the industry's workforce. What creative ideas or initiatives has Samaritan implemented across the organization in an effort to maintain long-term employee well-being? Well, our culture of caring for others really has to translate to uh, our, our culture of caring for our employees as well. So, uh, I mean, we've had a wellness program for many years, so that's kind of basic. But in addition to that, and specific to COVID in the past couple of years, we um, have a COVID task force that uh, uh, meets weekly, now weekly, it was Soon, you know, more frequent than that. Uh, we ha also have a special COVID support committee that then looks at what are the things that are happening right now um, and that we anticipate uh, the staff would need. So they do things like support groups, they have vir virtual gatherings, um, they created a heart-to-heart -heart program, which is really like a buddy system. Okay. Um, and then maintaining staffing levels is really key. Now, I, I know that that's difficult because of whatever is called the great resignation or, you know, staffing is has been hard for many reasons. However, um, that is a key uh, component not only to the patient care, which is obvious, but also um, to support the the people that are doing the service, so that they're not burdened with uh, you know extra work, if you will. So we continue to recruit um, as we always have, but we also launched a digital marketing recruitment campaign. Um, and we have a robust uh, search engine optimization um, uh, initiative, and that helps to draw more people to Samaritan. So hopefully more people are aware we have then uh, once they are drawn to those pages, we do have a special careers page. So um, it, it's, it's caring for them. It's um, listening. It's, uh, you know, just as we would respond to the patients and families in a quick manner. We respond to the um, employees and we're there for them. Um, so it's all about that there's support and, and the support groups and all those special things, but it's also about um, helping them to maintain a balance by way of the, the um, appropriate staffing. On that our discussion, how would you define creativity? And what does that look like for you and your business and hospice care moving forward. Right. Well, um, for us, it's I go back to what does the patient and family need? What are those needs? And and if we're working with um, partners like hospital systems or long-term care facilities, it's what do they need? How can we help them to support their patients? So it's really first and foremost, understanding what the needs are. And when you do that, then within our um, realm of expertise, we can say, uh, this, is, this is how we can help. This is, um, and we can create initiatives and programs, which, uh, you know, really the, the way that we have expanded uh, our new services, you know, that's evidence of 
of how we listen and and operate. So we started as hospice, but knew that we needed to to do more for those that weren't ready for hospice um, or didn't qualify. So we created a PalMed program. Then we brought in home-based primary care, um, visiting physicians. So it's really about that those with complex illness or serious illness, how how can we best help them meet their needs um, and also help them stay at home and honor their goals? Um, and then you have those programs and you have to marry that with what are the funding sources. Um, I mean, we're not for profit. We don't uh, turn anyone away. Um, and we do use our donations right here in our community for those purposes. However, um, you know, we we don't want to start a major initiative without understanding how we could have, uh, you know, what reimbursement or what funding source we have, whether it's grants or, uh, you know, an actual, you know, insurance company or Medicare. So it's, it's really looking at the services and then saying, okay, how can we do this on many different levels and putting it together? Yes. Well, end-of-life care is never simple, and uh, it seems that you have really embraced creativity in all that you do. Uh, so it's uh, very interesting to hear your perspective on how to tie all those very different challenging areas from uh, accessing care to how care is administered, uh, that you're considering creativity in all elements. Yes, yes. And I I, I uh, meant to mention as well, uh, under the technology aspect, and this is part of the creativity is that um, utilize, we utilize a platform called Acclivity, which is predictive analytics. And that um, that has really helped us to be able to then predict when is a patient going to, you know, m- might they need a different level of care or we get notified if, um, you know, they are going to the ER and, and we can help you know, um, uh, really intervene there. So uh, again, that that creativity along with um, the technology um, has really uh, been advantageous for those we serve. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.